hey y'all, you tired of church teaching that just ain't right and it's kind of contrary to all God's word and such? Well, you need to know how to refute it. This here channel will help you out. We got answers. Welcome to Contending for Christ Apologetics, where old Danny boy seeks to equip you with some tools that you can go out and fight that good fight and really develop that there Christian faith. Now get after it, y'all. Hey, thank you for checking out C4C Apologetics. I'm your host, Daniel, and today I'm going to be talking about just the basics of apologetics and what this channel is all about. I guess this isn't really a channel, but a podcast, the different episodes, uh, yada, yada, yada. You get the point. But I just want to thank you for checking in and let you know what the purpose of this ministry is here and what you can expect from C4C Apologetics in the future. The purpose of this ministry, first and foremost, is to bring honor and glory to God. It's also to get the truth of God's revealed word out to a lost and dying world. We also look at how to confront heresy within the church and how to answer some objections that skeptics, atheists, and cynics have in the charges they have against Christianity. So what is C4C? Well, I'm glad you asked. C4C simply stands for Contending for Christ. C4C, Contending for Christ Apologetics. And when we had founded this ministry, we founded it based upon the verse in Jude, Jude verse 3, where Jude writes, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. And fellas, that's what, well, fellas and ladies, that's what we are seeking to do here at C4C Apologetics is to contend for Christianity, to contend for Christ, to contend for the faith. You see, when I got saved back in 2009, it was sort of like a light bulb moment for me because I thought all Christians read the Bible. I thought all Christians studied the Word. I thought all Christians knew why they believed and could be able to give a defense for why they believe. But it wasn't long after I converted that I realized that wasn't the case. So one of the purposes of this ministry is to help you, if you are a Christian, understand how to contend for the faith, how to have rebuttals and refute certain ideas and teachings and just charges against Christianity. And so that's the first part, born out of Jude verse 3. But I'm sure you've all probably heard it before. If you checked out this podcast, you've checked out a lot of others as far as apologetics are concerned. But what is apologetics? Well, apologetics, we get it from that Greek word apologia from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, where Peter writes, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer, an answer, apologia, to every man that asks you for a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You see, a lot of times when we think of the word apology, we think of, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have poked you in the eye, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't have kicked your cat. But no, that's not what it is. If you Think of like a courtroom scene. You have your prosecutor. You have your defense attorney. They're both necessarily, quote-unquote, apologizing, or they're giving reasons. They're defending their side of the argument. And that's simply what Peter's telling us here. God, through Peter, is telling us that we need to be ready to answer to people when they're saying, you know, how did you go through that? You know, why do you believe in God? Or why do you still go to church and things like that? Why do you believe that's the written word of God? We need to be able to give a reason for these things. I'm a firm believer that a lot of a lot of the youth and the younger kids generations that 
quit going to church or have no interest in the church is because we as parents and grown folk can't give reasons or answer the why questions. One of the biggest ones is the area of theodicy. If God is good, if God is omnibenevolent, why is there pain and suffering in the world? How does God allow evil? The problem of theodicy. And a lot of times, a lot of Christians, they don't have an answer for that. Or maybe they haven't studied it out or philosophically wrestled with that in their minds either. So this channel seeks to help with those areas. If you've ever heard of the term omnipotence paradox, that's another one that atheists and cynics like to go ahead and levy and throw at Christians. So we'll be talking about that in future episodes as well. So make sure you check back in and check us out. So what purpose does apologetics serve? Well, I'm glad you asked. When we're talking about Jude 3 and 1 Peter 3, I believe there's two main purposes when we're looking at the person, the believer, the unbeliever that it serves. Obviously, first and foremost, a general purpose of apologetics is to show people uh, the reason, the rationality for faith, for God, for God's existence, and why they should turn their lives over and give their uh, stewardship, their their uh, livelihood, uh, the steering wheel. Don't don't let Jesus be the co-pilot, but you be the co-pilot and let Jesus be the driver. Apologetics should give reasons why that should happen. But outside of that, what are two purposes of it? Well, again, going back to Jude 3 and 1 Peter 3, I believe you can find it internal and external purposes. In Jude 3, it says that we should be contending for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. Back in that day, I'm sure you're familiar with all the Gnosticism that was going on, and there was a lot of law creeping back into the church with grace and everything. And so one of the things is to look at some heresy or just some bad teaching within the church, whether it's a prosperity gospel, name it, claim it, profess it, possess it type deal, whether it's just living your best life now type aspect. We want to look at some of these teachings inside the church and see if they're biblical. And if they're not, how do we know they're not? And maybe if they are biblical, then we would do well to make sure that scripture aligns with that. And then if we're wrong, then we need to change our view. So the first thing is contending for the faith inside of Christendom. But like I said, in 1 Peter 3, the other purpose is externally. So you have internally and externally. Externally is dealing with those outside the church, outside the body of believers and everything. This is where we're giving reasons to them on why we're personally Christians and why they should consider it as well. So those are two main purposes that I see in Jude 3 and 1 Peter 3 as, as far as why apologetics should occur. What purpose? Now, we got to be very careful with apologetics because I've succumbed to this. And if you've dealt with apologetics any length of time, you have as well. That we, there is a... Uh, there is a concern of turning their area of apologetics into a intellectual battle, an academic battle, as opposed to a spiritual battle. We need to realize that the people that don't believe in the atheists, if, in the skeptics and cynics, they are not the enemy. Satan is the enemy who is blinding their eyes. And so we need to remember that Jesus died for each and every one of those people. Jesus died for each and every single person that was ever born. And so we need to remember that they're not the enemies. But we could just use apologetics to try to help pull the wall uh, off from their eyes, not over their eyes, but off of their eyes, so that they can find a saving faith in Jesus Christ. But be careful. Apologetics can easily turn into an academic and an intellectual argument as opposed to a spiritual one. Another thing you'll notice about me is I love drinking coffee. In my videos on YouTube, you can see me drinking coffee all the time, but... 
I guess you'll just hear me drink coffee possibly. But what I want to do is I want to talk about three types of apologetics or three types of apologists that there are. Now, you can take each of these categories and go down even further with different schools of thoughts. But these are just the three main overarching uh, categories on if you witness and if you actually exhibit your faith and you try to tell people and convert people, you might fall into one of these categories. You may have fell into each of these categories as well because Everybody's different, and means and methods, methodology change depending on the person you're talking to. So the first type of apologetics is called experiential apologetics. So when we're talking about apologetics and we're talking about trying to tell people why we believe and why they should believe, one of the ways we can do it is through experiential apologetics. And what that simply means is share your testimony. You know, before I got saved, I was an alcoholic, I was a gambler, I did all this bad stuff. I had a DUI when I was a, a teenager, but when I got saved, God just changed my life, and the Holy Spirit just allowed me to put away some things that I used to do in the past and try to live a little more like Jesus day by day. You see, that's a little bit of my testimony. I got saved at a revival listening to Philippians chapter 3, where Paul lists out his credentials of being the quintessential Jew. And then I realized if Paul wasn't good enough with his accolades to get to heaven, then neither could I. And so... A testimony, just sharing your testimony is one of the best and easiest ways to evangelize. And if you've done that before, if that's your type, then you are considered an experiential apologetic, uh, experiential apologist. The second one is called evidential, and this is where I like to go a lot of times. Evidential apologetics really looks at sort of like Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. To where we look at creation, we look at uh, the universe, the human body, the animal kingdom, we see so much design, we see so much architecture, in that we see evidence of a designer. You've heard the term go before, if you see a painting, there was a painter, if you see a car, there was a builder, if you see a house, there was a planner. And same thing with the universe. The universe is here, we see a need for a designer, an intelligent design behind it. So an evidential apologist seeks to take the information and just the visible world we have today and use it as evidence for God's existence. One of the things within evidential apologetics, J. Warner Wallace uses this a lot through circumstantial reasoning. When you look at all the overwhelming evidences for God's existence, you come to the conclusion that there's got to be something out there that it couldn't have happened with a Big Bang. It couldn't have happened from a point of singularity. It couldn't have happened in a closed system of the universe. So if that's you, and I know that's me a lot of times, you would be an evidential apologist. The third main category is a presuppositional apologist, presuppositional. And basically, we all carry presuppositions. We all carry ideas that we just presuppose to be true. Okay, and, and I just want to read a definition for presuppositional apologetics for you so that you get a fuller clarity as far as what this one is. You see, presuppositional apologetics holds to the belief that Christian apologetics must begin with a set of presuppositions or the beliefs which are taken for granted from the outset. And also that Christianity is the basis for rational thought seen through moral argument in exposing worldviews and seeing Christianity is the only tenable or livable worldview. 
So presuppositional apologetics pretty much says, okay, I'm presupposing some things. I'm presupposing that the Bible is the written revelation of God's word. I'm presupposing God's existence. I'm presupposing that Christianity uh, is the only livable worldview. And then from there, you go ahead and you, you challenge other ideas, if you will. Take, for instance, a secular worldview. A secular worldview can't can't answer those main life questions. Where did we come from? Where are we going? Why are we here? What is truth? No, if you ask 5, 10, 20 different people that hold to a secular worldview, you're going to have a an abundance of replies. There's going to be no consistency with it because there's no truth in the atheistic or a secular worldview, I should say. But when you look at a Christian worldview or a theistic worldview, you see the fact that why were we created? To bring honor and glory to God and tell others about God. How were we created? God created us on the sixth day. Where are we going after this place? Well, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Is there truth? Is there moral law? Yes, God sets the standards. It's always wrong to murder people. It's always wrong to eat people uh, when they're alive. So certain things are objectively true. And so if this is you and you like looking at the philosophical side of things and you like looking at worldviews, you would be considered a presuppositional apologist. Now, throughout this podcast, we're going to have different episodes that really go jump into a bunch of different uh, areas of each of these categories. So just keep in mind those three types, experiential, evidential, and presuppositional. Really think about what type of apologist are you? Do you deal with worldviews? Do you deal with evidence and just empirical, uh, the side of nature? Or do you deal with testimonies and experiences? Now, if you were to ask me which one is the strongest, I would probably list it as presuppositional being the strongest, and then evidential, and then experiential. Experiential could t tends to be the weakest because that's more of a subjective experience. Hey, it was my testimony. This is how I felt and how I changed. Evidential like I said, would probably be in the middle of the road because evidential atheist naturalists, uh, I'll just say naturalists, they will always have a rescuing device or they will have a cop-out of saying, oh, we just don't know yet. Science will ultimately reveal it. Presuppositionalist is the strongest because you're standing on the word of God, the truth of God, and the world views of God with theism, and that provides a greater foundation to go ahead and pull the wool uh, from their eyes to show them a need for Christ. So a couple exciting things I want to let you know about that C4C Apologetics has, and then we'll be done with this episode, is first, uh, go check out the C4C Apologetics YouTube channel. Uh, the C4C YouTube channel has evolved substantially since I moved to South Dakota. I'm still working on making the background look a little better, audio, video, things like that. Hopefully this microphone works well. I got the Blue Yeti microphone, so I think it's been doing good. But check out my uh, the C4C Apologetics YouTube channel. Basically, through there, we look at some different questions that atheists like to ask, like, isn't religion the cause of much evil in the world? Uh, what about the paradox omnipotence? You know, if, if, if God is all-powerful, uh, well, I'll use one my son says, could God make a burrito so hot that he couldn't eat it? So things like that. Could God make a rock so heavy he can't lift it? So they think to trip us up and everything, but when we look at the laws of logic and everything else, we show that there's perfect consistency and unity and an answer from God, through God, about God. So we look at some of the atheist questions. We talk about a lot of theology. I'm about to finish my master's in theology. 
through liberty. And so I, I love just diving into different teachings and, you know, theological discussions. Some of the things we'll look at on that channel is Calvinism, the unpardonable sin, which is grossly misunderstood within the church and outside the church today. And then we'll look at, okay, when was Jesus actually crucified? If he was three days, three nights in, uh, in the tomb, could he have been crucified on Friday? What about Wednesday? And we got videos on that. For the philosophical side, we talk about arguments for God's existence. I like J. Warner Wallace's Cold Case Christianity. He gives a very amazing uh, testimony as far as how we can trust the abductive reasoning or circumstantial reasoning for God's existence, as well as how can we trust the eyewitness accounts of the Gospels. Fascinating information. If you haven't read the book or checked out the videos, please do so. Cold Case Christianity. We also talk about false religions with Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons. There's a lot of videos out there on the channel for that. And then the World Mission Society Church of God, which is a Korean church that's been up for a couple decades, I think, that has been getting a lot more attention lately. And then, thankfully, I just finished this three-part series, but because it's become such a an issue and a concern, I got videos out there about, about the flat earth. What does the Bible say about a flat earth? Now, this isn't looking at scientific evidence. This is strictly looking at scripture and other writings that people use to promote a flat earth model. So we look at that. So go ahead and check out the C4C Apologetics YouTube channel. Go ahead, hit like and subscribe over there. And then another thing is we just finished developing a C4C website. So if you were to go to https slash slash C4C Apologetics, dot weebly w-e-e-b-l-y dot com so c4c apologetics dot weebly dot com you'll check it out out there we try to post some blogs as far as things that come through our minds and our heads we have some recommended videos from a lot of famous uh, apologists we got dr john lennox got nabil Qureshi, who's actually with the lord now we got frank turret a lot of good stuff. Dr. Jason Lyle from Institute Creation of Research. Now he's with the Bi Biblical Science Institute. So go check those out for a lot more uh, evidence and a lot many more, a lot many more, a lot more tools to go ahead and put in your tool belt to help defend the faith, solidify your faith. So that's what C4C Apologetics is about. I thank you for checking it out. Be on the lookout for more content, more episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel so that you can get the updates as far as what episodes are coming up. My email address is c4capologetics at gmail.com. So if you have any ideas for future podcast episodes or YouTube videos or whatever the case is, please go ahead and let me know because I'm always looking for new content. So I thank you for checking into the podcast. Until next time, God bless. Mm -hmm.